is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, so if you've been listening to this podcast, you know I've been off social media and at the time of the recording of this podcast, it's been about a month. And as you know, I'm really into imperfect things and building up relationships with things and um, gradual A to B movements rather than A to Z. So while I haven't been on Instagram, I have been on Facebook and kind of practicing some of my theories and tools that I've used with food to learn how to have a little bit instead of a lot of it. So I've been doing that with Facebook. Um, I'm in a lot of different Facebook groups where I do need to connect with someone in the group, um, find out information, my business mastermind, things like that. So I didn't, and my teaching online thing, I, I, I needed to be on Facebook. Um, and and I'm working on how to figure out how to use the same tools that I've used with Facebook and having a healthy relationship with Facebook, <clears throat> how to do that with Instagram. One of the things that um, with Instagram and Facebook, we have this immediate gratification, right? Um, we as consumers have immediate gratification. We can scroll, scroll, scroll. Um, you know, it's an endless scroll. We see likes, we see comments, we have all these things. And the same thing as a creator. So we have consumers and we have creators. Consuming is when we are using the product. Creating is when we post something. We're the creator. And we have immediate gratification that way as well. The other thing that we have as a content creator is we can see who is consuming our content when we're on Facebook or Instagram. It's not the same for podcasting. It's this really weird platform, right? Like, so I put stuff out there and I'm like, I don't know who's listening to this. I don't know. So when you guys do contact me um, via email or the links in the show notes, um, the uh, coaching application, and I get to learn more about you, it's so helpful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much because it helps me know what is resonating and where to kind of gear the show. It's like I have my ideas and then I get this feedback and I'm like, oh, that's what people are resonating with. I want to build on that or I want to dive in a little bit deeper and kind of break that down. Um, it's like we we learn the best once we have to actually teach it, right? And so that's why some things with like, I feel like an expert because I've had to put myself in the expert role to teach this to other people, right? So um, it's one of the things I have my clients do too is like, cool, now you're learning these things. Now I want you to teach it to yourself or teach it to someone else. Um, We don't have to be someone that has a PhD in whatever to teach something um, my business coach always says, you know, a sixth grader can teach a fifth grader. And I'm like, shit, you know, like when I was in kindergarten, uh, a kindergarten teacher, I had five-year-olds teach five-year-olds how to do stuff. I had six-year-olds teach five-year-olds. I had five-year-olds teach, six, teach six-year-olds how to do something in a classroom, right? So we only have to be a little bit ahead to teach someone something. And when we teach, we, um, we get smarter, we grow muscles that we didn't have before. We explore, we kind of think a little bit deeper. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has reached out, um, via the links in the podcast, because it helps me know where to guide the show. And I'm getting that, um, you know, that feedback that I'm not getting when I'm not on Instagram or Facebook. So thank you so much. So today's episode is actually from your guys' feedback and 
some of the one-on-one calls that I've had with you, some of the feedback I've gotten in the coaching application, some of the feedback I've gotten just with working with you as clients. And today we're going to talk about how to start running if you've been struggling to start. So usually what people say, and I've said this before too, and I don't think that this is wrong, but like sign up for a race. If you want to start running, sign up for a race. Um, I have this great podcast with Denise, um, a running coach here in Chicago, who said, you know, if you don't have an exam to study for, like, why would you ever actually study? You wouldn't, right? And this is true. And I, I do believe this with running. It's like, if you want to run a race, like, sign up for the race so that you actually do the training. And that's great. However, I am also a person who has only run to run races, right? And it's kind of the same thing with diets. Like we only eat healthy to lose weight. We only eat healthy because we're doing a diet and we know it's going to end on day 30 and then day 31 we can go back. And I'm also someone that has only run because I was running a race and then got into the race, gotten my medal and then felt disgusted. Like the thought of running made me feel disgusting. Like I was going to throw up and I really lost joy in running. Um, and didn't want to run. Um, this happened, this has happened so many times to me. This happened after my first marathon. This happened after my second marathon. Um, this happened after my 100 day run. I remember seeing a post recently, um, after my 100 day run a few years ago that it took me, I think two and a half months after running 100 days in a row, two and a half months to get myself out there to run again. And so, um, that's not what I want for the rest of my life. I don't want this like all or nothing, this binging on exercise and then um, restricting or if maybe it's the opposite, maybe running is the restriction. Maybe running, I'm like so uh, focused on it that I have this period of like letting myself do whatever the heck I want that is no movement. And like that doesn't feel good. Those like those all or nothing, that black and white, that, you know, going from A to Z, that zero to 100. Um, and so when I think about the rest of my life and how I want to move, right? So if I'm not just doing this for a short period, but how do I want to move for the rest of my life? It's much slower. It's um, A to B movement. So if you've been struggling to start running, and this might especially be if you have never run a race and the thought of running a race um, scares the crap out of you, or maybe you have run races and you're listening to this podcast because you're trying to get back into it, but you're just like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, that, that stuff used to work for me in the past, but it's not working anymore. Signing up for a race, like I just, I just don't even go to the race. I just feel like, oh, I, you know, I won't be good enough. So we're really going to focus on um, slower, slower movements. Um, and this is important because this will help you bring joy to movement. This will help you figure out a way to move your body in a way that you can do for the rest of your life. So if you're familiar with, uh, imperfect eating, you know, it's not actually just about food, but we start with meals and mindset. Those are the big ones, right? And then we also include movement. And I actually work with my clients on movement um, the last, we focus on meals and mindset first, and then we incorporate movement last. 
Um, that's not to say I tell them to oh, just sit on the couch and don't do anything, but we just don't talk about it until much later because I want my clients and I want you, my listeners, to have a really strong mindset around, well, your mindset. I want your mindset to be strong and your beliefs about yourself to be strong. And I want you to see how these small gradual movements or these small gradual steps rather with food um, can help you get to like a neutral place. We're going to do the same thing with movement as well. Um, I have a client who told me this is the first time in her life we've been working together for several months. And she said, this is the first time in my life that I am moving my body for myself and not to lose weight. So I'm going to say it again. The very first time in her life that she's been doing exercise for herself, for her mental sanity, for a break during the work day, because she feels um, tired if she's just sitting all day. She's like getting up and moving her body for herself and not just to lose weight. So it's the same thing as someone like running, doing a race for themselves and not just for the medal, not just for the bling. I got an awesome email from someone a couple weeks ago who said she ran a marathon and it was the first time that she enjoyed running the marathon and it wasn't this, which is so funny to say about marathons, but it wasn't this like punishment. It wasn't, she wasn't like crying when training races, but it was like the first time in her life that she actually enjoyed the race. And I can say that about myself too. The, um, the 10 miler that I did a while ago, that was the first time that I wasn't, um, driving myself with food. I wasn't talking down to myself. It was just like, it was a fun run and something I was doing to strengthen my body, to strengthen my mind, to enjoy being out in Chicago, right? So again, we're going to have different motivations at different points in our life. And that's totally fine. I don't regret everything that I did with running, um, running a 100 day streak. I don't regret going from zero to trying to run a marathon. It is what it is. I'm not going to judge that stuff, but moving forward, like that's not what I want for myself. Cause I know that that's not sustainable. I know that, you know, training for a marathon or not doing anything at all is not sustainable for the rest of my life. And that's not what I want for my clients as well. So how to go, how to start running if you've been struggling to start. So we usually go for these maximums, right? We usually um, put all of our eggs in one basket and we're like, Poof, I'm going to go, I'm going to do this really, really hard. But we don't think about like, well, what happens when we burn out? We, we always think like, oh, I'll just be able to keep up with this maximum pace. Or we think I'll just keep going at this maximum pace until I burn out and then I'll just figure it out. And again, like that will work for a time being, but then well, what happens when we burn out, right? Like then we're left scrambling. Um, we're not going to be able to keep up with that maximum pace. Um, it's just not like that's <laughs> eventually we're going to crash and we're going to burn. And so I, what I want to do is help you build a sustainable way of doing these things. I think about my 2017 marathon. And if you have ever run in a big race when there's so many people around and especially like downtown Chicago, there's like the tall buildings, you're going under, um, underground. Um, so your cell phone signal is lost. Everyone's watches are messed up. The GPS is messed up. Um, and there's just so many people like what in the adrenaline you're like excited. And so when you're running a marathon, you want to keep a steady pace throughout the race. You don't want to go really, really fast in the beginning because, hi, what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to keep that maximum pace for 26.2 miles. And additionally, 
it always ends up being way more than 26 um, because of zigzagging on the street and all of these different things. So it's going to, you know, you're not going to be able to keep that maximum pace for over 26 miles. Well, what happened in the 2017 marathon is I was with a gal from Atlanta, from my Atlanta running club. And, um, tons of people were super excited. There's people right behind us. You know, we ended up running like a nine minute mile, our first mile. And I'm not a nine minute marathoner. I'm not a nine minute mile marathoner. That is not me. Um, I was not able to keep up with that pace. And I remember her looking down at her watch after we crossed um, one mile and her telling me, oh crap, we just ran it in nine minutes. And I was like, oh gosh, that's not good, right? So we know immediately, this is not good. This is not good for the next 25 miles. But I'm getting texts on my phone from like my family and friends, like, oh my gosh, what a strong start, right? Like this external validation, these people telling, because they don't understand. They don't, they don't know that that's not, that's not me. Um, they're excited for this, you know, what a strong start. Um, and maybe if I, if I didn't know better, I would be like, oh, let me keep up this pace because, you know, people are expecting me to keep this pace up. But I know myself. I know my body. I know that maximums don't last, but minimums do. Minimums we can be consistent with minimums. I needed to slow down. Nine minutes is not what my body can do. I also think about um, several years ago when I was doing the 100-day run, I was trying to get under, I think under an eight-minute mile. And then once I crossed that, I was trying to get under a seven-minute mile. And I ended up running like a six, I think it was like a 6.53 mile on a treadmill. Again, that's what I was able to do. I was able to do that maximum um, speed, you know, 653 mile on a treadmill, like really controlled. I only had to do one mile and I have to do 26 miles. The treadmill is doing a lot of work for me. It's moving my legs for me. Um, again, that maximum speed would not, that would not work during a marathon. So we really want to go for minimum that we can be consistent with things that we can be sustainable with. Right. And so it's a different way of thinking because we always think, I'm so motivated right now to run. I'm so motivated to lose weight. I'm so motivated to get healthy. I want to go to my maximum. I want to start doing two-day workouts. I'm going to go to CrossFit six days a week. I'm never going to eat sugar. I'm only going to eat broccoli, chicken, and rice. And I'm going to do Whole30 and cut everything out. I'm never going to go to happy hour. And again, we're not able to keep up with those maximums. We want to scale back and think minimum that we can be consistent with and sustainable with. Um, and what eventually happens, we'll talk about, but like we build up, we're able to be consistent with that minimum and then we build up, but we want to get that success with the minimum. So if you are struggling to start running, you really want to start running, but you're struggling, I'm going to help you, have you scale back, scale back or go crap ton. Um, if you are on your couch and you're trying to run a 5k, couch to 5k is a great program. It's a great program. If you've been struggling to do that program, no one ever like gives you another option. It's just like, well, just do the program. And it's like, but what if the program's not working for me? So we're going to scale back a little bit. We need to start really, really simple and just start with walking. That's it. So I've had some of my clients and I always let my clients pick. So I'm going to have you pick this too. The reason that I'm going to have you pick what you're going to do is because I want you to build that trust in yourself 
And I want you to learn to feel motivated, motivated by the things that you're doing and not just by some guru, right? I can teach you things about my life, but I want you to motivate yourself with your life with the thoughts in your head. And I don't want you to always have this external motivation. It's helpful. I'm not going to deny that. It's definitely helpful. But when you can build that relationship with yourself, it definitely changes. And I think that for me with running, that was one of the coolest things was, um, you know, running, training for races was the first time that I had initiated it. Like I was the one doing this, you know, I was the one going to training. I was the one that was pushing myself. I was the one signing up for the races. This wasn't like my gym teacher or a personal trainer telling me to do it. It was the first time that I decided I was sick and tired of where I was at and that I wanted to change. Okay. So I want you to decide for yourself what your really minimum action that you can be consistent with is going to be. So I'll give you a couple examples. Um, maybe you um, are going to take your dog for a 20-minute walk three times a week. And that number three is super simple. It's like, no, I can do this three times. It's not, um, I'm not hassling myself. There's no like, oh my gosh, like this big, it's like three times a week is super doable. Or maybe you are going to go to a workout class, but you're going to go like two times a week, right? So something really, really minimum, minimal. Going two times a week, um, you don't have to get in a fight with yourself. It's really easy to do. Or maybe you're going to pick doing 5,000 steps every single day. Yeah, you know that doing 10,000 is what they say to do. But for you right now, you work in an office job getting 5,000 steps in every day. That's like the minimum, and it's easy for you to do, and you can do it, okay? So you get to pick. You're going to motivate yourself. You're going to pick this thing for yourself. And it's going to feel so awesome because you did it for yourself. It wasn't a personal trainer telling you exactly what to do. You get, you got to make this decision. And the reason, and again, this is important because you're going to start building evidence that you can set a goal and do the actions that follow with that goal. Okay. So it's not just me telling you exactly what to do and then like checking off you did it or not. It's you motivating yourself. So get, taking the dog for a walk, super easy. Going to a class. Um, getting in steps, super easy, right? And you're just going to start with that. And listen, like those are small actions, right? It doesn't feel like it's enough. Like it doesn't feel like it's enough. But if you haven't been doing those actions, it is like, right? Like, so it's, it, it's a lot. Um, I have uh, someone I'm thinking about, she walks one mile a day, one mile a day. So if she walks one mile a day, every single day, Monday through Friday, that's five miles a week. And then five, like, I'm big on this, these small actions, five times 52 weeks, that's 260 miles that she's walking, right? So a mile doesn't feel like a lot and maybe it's not a lot, but like that's her start, right? Like that's her minimum. She's going to be consistent with that. She's also starting to add in other things, okay? She saw this success, she was able to be successful with this really minimum thing and was like, I'm ready to start adding a little bit more. And now she's not going to CrossFit seven days a week. She's just adding a little bit, just a little bit. Same thing with me too. When I felt like super disgusted with running um, in 2018 and like, which is so ironic that I was making this podcast, you know, 2018 is like when I did not um, push myself to the max, but it's like, 
as I, we got back to Chicago in 2019, um, adding in more exercise, building that strength up again, it was slow. It was started with walking, taking the dog for a walk, getting in 7,000 steps, getting in 8,000 steps, getting in 9,000, gradually building it up. Instead of saying, I'm going to get 12,000 steps every single day and I'm going to go to a running class every, you know, like, no, like start building up slowly. Same thing we do with food, we do with um, exercise. We do it slowly, we do it in a way that's kind, and yes, we challenge ourselves, but when we challenge ourselves, we build off of that evidence that we can do this, right? And so instead of like telling ourselves we suck, we can't do this, blah, 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 we, we find this success and build on it. Okay. Um, and then th additionally, you're going to give yourself, you want to make it super easy. Um, there might be times that it's not perfect. A couple years ago, I had this, um, I used to do Facebook challenge groups and I called it imperfect, consistent exercise, perfectly consistent with food. There might be a day or a week that maybe you miss your three times, maybe you miss your 5,000 steps, but that's not your reason to give up. Remember last episode, we talked about something happens and we make meaning of it. So if our goal is to walk three times a week, we didn't get it done, something happened, you know, we, we messed up our goal. We make meaning of it. We can choose the meaning. We get to choose. Um, do we believe that we're a failure, that this won't work, right? Like that's one choice that we can make. The other choice that we can make, the other belief, the other reason, um, hey, maybe I didn't prioritize this enough. Maybe I didn't take into account that the weather's really crappy outside. You know, it's snowing. I don't know if it's snowing where we are. Maybe it was raining a ton. We, you know, forgot about that. Maybe we need another option, right? So messing up is not your reason to give up. Messing up is your opportunity, you know, for learning to try something else. Maybe you learned like you put yourself on the bottom of your list all the time. You put other people ahead of you. You put getting the dishes done ahead of you taking a movement break for yourself. Okay. Um, so we're going to do, you're going to make, choose a different meaning for your mess ups. Okay. And we're always moving forward on these things. So yes, I do think that signing up for a race is an awesome way to challenge yourself and push yourself. But if that feels like too much and you, you know, you've been saying, oh, I'm going to sign up for a race, I'm going to sign up for a race and you haven't done it, you haven't started running, you haven't even started walking yet, scale back. Stop trying to get to Z right yet. Just scale back and just get from A, decide where you are at A and just move to B and do it gradually and definitely reach out. You guys know I have my Imperfect Eating course, Intro to Imperfect Eating, rather, where we go over these things. So we're going to start with meals and mindset. Those are important. And we're going to talk about movement. Um, if you have gone from A to Z on movement in the past and it's left you um, not exercising, not moving your body, and you're like, well, how do I do this gradually? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, this sounds like nice and cheery, but like, how do I actually do this? Definitely check out the course I have for podcast listeners in 80% off discount, um, running podcast in all caps, no space. Um, check out the links below and we'll talk soon. All right, guys, take care.